What's up, guys? It's your girl, Chris, and welcome back to another episode of Chrisology. I'm extremely excited to school you on today's topic, so as always, let's jump right into it. Today's topic is all about mental health. I am extremely excited to talk about this because I could talk about mental health all day long. Today's episode is going to be a part one, but there will definitely be a part two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine with some guests <laughs> because this is a topic that just hits home for me. I really started taking my mental health a lot more serious. I'd probably say back in 2018. I really started to focus on it and hone in on what it was and how I can better it. And ever since then, I've just been getting better and better and excelling at coping with things better. So in order to get down to the nitty gritty of mental health, let's talk about what it is. Mental health refers to your emotional and psychological well-being. Having good mental health helps you lead a relatively happy and healthy life. It also helps you demonstrate resilience and the ability to cope in the face of life adversities. Now, your mental health can be easily disturbed with either small stuff or large stuff. But people who have good mental health, they're able to work productively and fruitfully. They're able to make a contribution to his or her community they're able to realize his or her own abilities and they're also able to cope with the normal stresses of everyday life normally and when I say normally I mean healthily like healthy so how do you know if you have poor mental health or if your mental health is just deteriorating well a few signs that you know I was going through and not all of these I went through But a few of these definitely I went through, but some things like poor concentration, being easily distracted, worrying more. I was definitely worrying a lot more about things, finding it hard to make decisions, feeling less interested in day-to-day activities, low mood, feeling overwhelmed by things, tearfulness, tiredness and lack of energy, sleeping more or less, talking less and avoiding social activities. That one definitely hits home talking more or talking very fast, jumping between topics and ideas, finding it difficult to control your emotions, drinking more, definitely his home, irritability and short temper and or aggression. Now, a lot of things on that list I definitely suffer from and I had to find a way to cope in a healthy way and still be able to lead the lifestyle that I was trying to lead. Now, for those who have listened to my past episodes or for people who just know me in my personal life, everyone knows by now that back in 2019, I moved from Georgia to Charlotte, North Carolina. And at the time of me moving, I was going through a lot. Like I had a lot on my shoulders and was just dealing with a lot of personal stuff that were out of my control. And during my time of moving, I've always wanted to live in a different state. Like I love Georgia, um, grew up here, went to college here, but I had always just wanted to be somewhere else, you know, not to say that somewhere else would be better, but you know, I like to travel and I like to experience different cultures and different areas, things of that nature. 
But even though a part of my move was about that, maybe 90% of it was me trying to escape what I was going through. And I do not advise anyone who is suffering from poor mental health or just going through situations, period, to move because you're not facing it head on. You're just running away from the situation. It's just like drinking. Like, I like alcohol. Like, I'm definitely not an alcoholic or anything. (laughs) But I like to drink every now and then. I'm a social drinker is what I call myself. But after you have your high, quote unquote, at the end of the day, like when that high, you know, dissolves and you come down from that alcoholic high, your problems are still going to be there. They're definitely not going anywhere. So me moving didn't really help the situation like if I had to look back in hindsight 2020 I would have never 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 moved just because my support group and my friends and family were here in Georgia they were like here they were home and I didn't have that in Charlotte now this is just a side note if you are ever moving and I'm, I'm speaking strictly to my females my single females at that if you are ever moving to a different state do not ever 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 tell anybody that you were in that state all alone by yourself with no friends or family you need to let them know you got 10 to 20 shooters um you got a whole bunch of homeboys and a whole bunch of brothers like let them know like you strapped you you ready to get it if you got to go like don't ever let nobody know you're in a state by yourself that is definitely a mistake that i made that i will never make again anyways back on to our um regularly scheduled programming um (laughs) So yeah, so I moved to Charlotte and like I said, I was just not well mentally, but I knew this and I I like to pride myself on being very well uh, self-aware, which is a good thing and a bad thing because sometimes it can bite me in the butt or hinder me in ways because I'm so self-aware and especially like when I don't choose to follow my own advice that I would probably give somebody else. So anyways, I moved and because I was such in a sunken place, I started to attract sunken people. Like, even though I was still trying to maintain being regular, everyday, bubbly, happy-go-lucky Chris, behind closed doors, that's just not what it was. Like, I was suffering and a lot of that suffering was in silence. So when I would go out into society, into the world, that energy was transcending onto others and I started to attract people that I would not normally in my everyday day-to-day life hang out with and once these people were in my life and I started to hang out with them and things started to get worse that is when I realized I needed to change how I felt and get out of this sunken place because I don't want to be this person and I definitely don't want to be around these people that I've attracted into my life and so after talking to my mom who is a huge advocate on getting help um I definitely started speaking to a counselor now prior to my counselor I tried to deal with my deteriorating mental health in negative ways like I said I was hanging out with a crowd uh, or people or persons that I wouldn't generally associate myself with especially with all that they had going on um, I started to drink more and that's just me being open and transparent and 
and honest. Now, when I say drink more, like I wasn't no alcoholic or anything, but generally I'm a social drinker. Like I don't like to drink by myself. Like I like to drink if I'm going out, but I started to drink by myself. <laughs> so, and it, and it wasn't just like, oh, let me get a glass of wine. It was just like, let me let me get maybe two glasses of wine. And I'm, I'm a little person, like I'm very petite. So two glasses of wine, you know, even though wine can, well, I shouldn't just say wine because I wasn't just drinking wine and wine is very relaxing. Let me just put that disclaimer out there to me. <laughs> but um, I was just drinking a lot more and just making decisions that I wouldn't generally make had I been in a different headspace. So subconsciously I was fighting my conscious self to get back to regular old Chris and I'll never be regular old Chris and I and I tell people this all the time like we'll never be our old selves regardless of what we're dealing with in life or what we're not dealing with because the ultimate goal is to constantly evolve but what I did not want to become or did not want to be was my present self right so I needed to do something about it and getting a counselor was probably the best thing that I could have ever done. Now, I will say that it took me going through a few people to find the right person for me. Like I maybe went through two or three different counselors, but um, that fourth and last lady like was just it. Like I felt comfortable with her. She didn't make me feel like, you know, I was tripping or going crazy. She made me feel honestly normal. And I know the things that I was going through wasn't any, you know, life or death, end all be all type situations, but it was a lot for me. And I needed to find a way to cope healthy and to be able to handle these, handle the stresses that I was going going through in a better way than what I was handling them with. So yeah, speaking to a counselor, definitely helped me get over a lot of the obstacles and things I was going through and I would say prior to getting my counselor I had always been against counselors and therapists because I always felt like that was something white people did if I'm being honest I feel like a lot of times in the black community we don't take mental health as seriously as we should and I feel like it wasn't and this is just my opinion but I feel like it wasn't until last year when 2020 hit and a lot of people were affected that is when a lot of people in the black community started looking at mental health in a different way like we had people dying left and right and not just because of coronavirus it's just people were taking their lives people weren't able to handle what was going on in the world or in their everyday life so even though I've never been to the point of self-harming myself I didn't want to get to that point, if that makes sense. I wanted to get a grasp and a handle on everything that I was dealing with and be able to still deal with it, but be okay with dealing with it. Like acknowledging where where I was at and what I was going through. And I talked about that a lot in my first episode. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely go check it out. So yeah, so speaking to a counselor definitely helped me in... I would say as a community in present time, I do feel like we've, you know, kind of made like a 180 when it comes to, you know, mental health and mental illnesses. Now, I say 180 because I don't feel like we as a community are where we should be, but I do see 
strides and changes being made. And I'm just thankful and lucky that I have, you know, friends and, you know, family members that I can talk to about problems that I go through. Now, these friends and family members were always there prior to my move to Charlotte. But how I am as a person, when I'm going through something, I don't want to necessarily talk about it with other people because I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Like, there's nothing worse than you being, you know, you living your best life and just being in a season of bliss. And then here comes, you know, Sally over here, you know, talking about what was me. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. And it's fine because that's, you know, you should support your friends. But if that's what you and Sally are constantly talking about every time that you talk to Sally, it becomes a lot. And I did not want to be Sally. Like, I did not want to constantly, every time you hit me up and be like, hey, what's going on, Chris? What's up? I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm over it. Things are just going horribly. And every time people would hit me up, that's how I would feel. And so I would have friends like, you know, reach out to me, call me two, three times. And every time I would ignore them just because I would rather be miserable and sad and go through what I was going through on my own. Now, like I said, that's not healthy and that's not the best approach you should be taking. But that was my mindset at the time. So now going forward, you know, I do reach out when I feel like I need to reach out. Things have been completely different versus last year to this year or just things in general. I handle my stresses and my, my stressors that I go through vastly different. I use different techniques and tips that I've been taught to maneuver just in a healthy way. And I'm hoping that whoever's listening, if you're going through something right now, I'm hoping that you can take something from this and learn to cope with your stressors in a healthy way. And if you don't know how, please go get help and talk to someone who is an unbiased party, someone who doesn't know you from Adam, like someone who doesn't know your friends, who doesn't know you, who doesn't know your situation, who could just hear it for what it is regardless of what it is and some quotes that resonate well with me that I would like to share with you guys I'll start with the first one the first one is sometimes I regret being nice apologizing when I didn't do anything wrong and for making unworthy people a priority in my life now when it comes to mental health I am a huge advocate on telling people to let whatever it is stressing you out let it go I don't care if it's an object. I don't care if it's a, a whole live human being. If it is disturbing your mental sanity and, you know, making your peace of mind, you know, tr- tread towards the negative, like, you need to just let it go. If it's meant to be, it'll be. Whether that's a job, a relationship, a friendship, a parent-child relationship, like, whatever. If it's meant to be, it'll be. And if it's causing you stress, you can do better by yourself. That's a high key fact. Let it go. Another quote that resonates well with me is, I learned the hard way that I cannot always count on others to respect my feelings, even if I respect theirs. Being a good person doesn't guarantee that others will be good people too. You only have control over yourself and how you choose to be as a person. 
As far as others, you can only choose to accept them or walk away. Like I said, you only have control over yourself. If it is causing you any type of discomfort, let it go. Your mental health, your overall mood, your your body, like everything, it'll, it'll thank you later. You have to learn to let it go. And unfortunately, some of the most poisonous and toxic people in our lives can be disguised as friends and family. That's just what it is. And there's there's just no sugarcoating that or trying to dress that up to make it seem pretty. That's just the reality of the situation. And it's funny because um, I came across this meme not too long ago. <laughs> and it go it reads as follows. I will unfriend, unfollow, uncousin, unmom, unauntie, a person so quick. Just ask my ex-sister. Like, what? <laughs> Like, if that doesn't hit hit hard or, like, hit home for you. <laughs> now, granted, I am thankful to have friends and family members in my life that, like, I love and trust with, like, my whole being. So, I've never really had a problem when it comes to unfriending an auntie or unfriending a mom <laughs> or unmomming a mom. But um, it, it's like that sometimes. Like, sometimes you got to uncousin somebody. Like, boo, like, we done. We not cousins no more. Like, you know, the blood's there, but it is what it is. (laughs) Like I said, some of the most poisonous, toxic people in our lives are family and friends. Like, and you have to, as you get older or as you live this thing called life, you have to learn how to maneuver and like see things for what they are. And people will show you who they are at face value. A lot of times we don't want to see it or understand it, but they will show you. But like I said, if it's causing you unrest, um you know if it's causing your mood to go down if you know if you are starting to sleep less have a lack of energy poor concentration because of these entities or these people or these things in your life for your mental sanity you're gonna have to let it go you're gonna have to cut it loose let it go and walk away people will always notice the change in your attitude towards them but they won't notice their behavior that made you change Let me say that again. People will always notice the change in your attitude towards them, but they won't notice their behavior that made you change. It is not easy to detach yourself from people in your life, but a lot of times it is very necessary, especially if you want a peace of mind. There's a lot of things that cause people stress. There's a lot of things that can disturb people's mental health. It can be, I don't know, um, a job. It can be a child. It can be a parent. It could be a, a, a unsupportive parent. It can be a bad parent. It can be um, a sister, a brother. It could be a lot of things that disturb your mental health. But if you want to be sane and be your best you, you have to be stable mentally. And if you're not stable mentally, you'll never be on the path to self-betterment. You'll never be on the path to just being your best you. I know in previous episodes, I've said like self-care and self-love are things that are like really prevalent and being your best you. But I truly feel that the number one most thing that you need to start with when it comes to bettering yourself is getting your mental health intact. Because when you are off and mentally, everything's going to be off around you. 
whether that's your relationships, your friendships, like everything's going to be off and you need to figure out what is the cause of it? Are you the cause of it? Are you the problem? Or are the people that you surround yourself the problem? Is your lifestyle the problem? What is the issue and how can you change it for the better? Like I said, if it is causing you stress, discomfort, unease, if you have to constantly walk on eggshells around a certain person or at work or whatever it is, walk away. It, it Like I said, it's not going to be easy. It's definitely not going to be easy. But your mind, your soul, your body, it will thank you later. We have to learn to do things that benefit us, even if it hurts somebody else in the process. Now, I'm not saying go out here and just be, you know, mean and disrespectful, like definitely not. But if you have to walk away from something or someone for your mental sanity and your peace of mind, I'm sorry, it has to be done. I learned so much living in Charlotte, um, being away from friends and family. I went through a lot in Charlotte. And like I said, I won't get to the nitty gritty, but I am very thankful for everything that I went through. I'm thankful for the people that I met, even those same people that are not in my life today. (laughs) Um, I'm just thankful for the experience because I needed to go through what I went through to get to where I am today. I have done a whole 360 when it comes to my mood, how I feel, how I maneuver now, um, how I interact with people, how I how I hold the relationships in my life, like how I deal with those relationships, whether that's a friendship, a a romantic relationship, like anything. I I treat things and look at things differently now. And I'm just very blessed and happy that I continue to go through things, but learn from those things. Now, I'm not trying to be learning lessons for the rest of my life. Like, like, Lord, like, no, that's not what we want to do. (laughs) But I am thankful that when I do go through things, I'm able to look at it from a different vantage point and be like, oh, okay, yeah, that was that was very foul. Or yeah, like I definitely wouldn't be doing that again. There's this girl who went viral a couple years ago. Um, she wasn't talking about mental health, but she was talking about working and how working was ghetto. Her name is Morgan. Like, just Google working is ghetto and Morgan on YouTube or Google or whatever. It'll come up. But anyways, <laughs> throughout the video, Morgan was like, um, like, Lord, like, new door me, please. Like, I need a new door. Like, new door me, please. And the whole time I was in Charlotte, I was like, Lord, like, new door me, please. Like, hello. Like, when are you coming? Like, I'm waiting on you. Come on. Like, you, you, you're not on time. You're not on my time. <laughs> but I had to learn, like, to work through things in a different way. And I am a huge believer in God. Like, I talk about that a lot. And they say he may not come when you when you need him, but he's right. He's there right on time. And that is very true because he wasn't there when I called on him all them 20, 11, 50 times. However... <laughs> He was there right on time, like in the midst of it all, like when I was really, 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 really going through it. So not only am I thankful for that, but I'm just 
just thankful for opportunities and situations and how I've been able to overcome them. And now I have left Charlotte with different techniques and tips to maneuver and cope in healthy ways. I'm not going to go out and like do hood ride things with my hood ride friends. I mean, I wasn't doing that before, but, (laughs) and if you didn't catch that, don't worry about it. It wasn't meant to be caught. But anyways, (laughs) this brings me to our don't do that moment of the week. So everyone knows Naomi Osaka. Um, She is a 23, I think she's either 23 or 24. Um, But regardless of her age, she's a young um, tennis player, a beast at that. Like she is just total beast mode in her field. She's broken a lot of records, a lot of personal records and just a lot of professional records that um, she's, you know, set out to accomplish. So anyways, this week, um, Naomi withdrew from the French Open over her media obligations, but it was really over her her mental health. And um, first, it started off with her being fined for not, you know, doing the media obligations, speaking at the press conference after each match or whatever. So they find her, found they find her or whatever. And then after that, um, she just ultimately ended up withdrawing from the French Open just because she said that her mental health comes first, and you know. When you look at Naomi, she's a a young lady who's just beasting in her field right now, just breaking all type of records on top of her game, on top of the world right now. And um, you would think, you know, she has everything. She's, you know, doing her dream career. She has, you know, probably endless amounts of money. I think she's dating... Um, a rapper or or not necessarily a, I think he is a rapper but she's I think she's dating someone that like she's in love with or whatever like she just has a lot she has her probably her dream relationship money career like you know if you look at that situation from the outside looking in like oh like I would love to be flourishing in all three of those things um so you would think that you know she doesn't stress or go through things but it's not true these celebrities and these stars and these pro athletes they're just everyday people like us they just you know are in different tax brackets or you know just doing different things living life differently but they are still human beings at the end of the day and still go through stuff like we do every day and you would probably never associate her with having mental health issues but you know per her withdrawing from the french open and not wanting to applied to her media obligations she was going through some things and she still is and she said in order for her to get back to where she needs to be she's going to withdraw and focus on that and she talked a little bit about how the media like when she does the the press conferences after the matches how a lot of times some of the uh people asking questions are negative and how that just takes a toll on her on her mind and it's like you never realize like how you come off to people and how it'll affect them negatively so what she chose to do was cut it off (laughs) literally and this is her dream career like this is something that she loves doing not just because her parents put her in you know uh tennis lessons when she was three or four or whatever it was and she just happened to be good at it no she actually loves the game of tennis like she studied it she's had she has idols in tennis that she looks up to an idol that she even beat you know in a couple of matches and not to take anything away from that person because serena is a legend like let's just give her her flowers right now but um she's accomplished a lot and for her to walk away and 
she's not walking away from tennis let me just be clear she's just you know withdrawing from the french open but for her to do that and this is something that she loves she's doing what works best for her not what the media says she should be doing not what her friends says she should be doing not with you know her parents I'm, I'm sure they're very supportive but she's not doing what people are expecting her to do she's doing what works best for her so if you are going through something something's taking a toll on you it's disturbing your mental health don't stay in that situation don't do that don't do that don't do that let it go walk away because at the end of the day you need your mental your mental health for not only your peace of mind and your sanity but to be your best you and that is the ultimate goal here self-betterment some things and some people are not an app to be in our life they don't have the qualified skills they're very unsuitable and downright inappropriate if they're not inapt or if the thing is not an app, let it go. Don't hold on to it. Don't do that. Let it go. I appreciate you guys for listening, for tuning in weekly. Thank you for supporting your girl. Um, continue to send the feedback, listen, rate, subscribe. I appreciate you always. Don't forget to follow me on IG at I am Kristen Ruth. And as always, stay blessed and productive.